Hi, this is Laura Huey, and you're joining me for the I Hate Podcast podcast, courtesy of hashtag crim.com. And today's topic, LinkedIn. For those of you that have not been dragged, kicking and screaming onto this particular uh, social media platform, it is in theory intended for professionals to build social networks and therefore be able to market products or market their uh, their professional services. It's great, supposedly great for job hunting and so on. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty skeptical about this particular one. Uh, a colleague of mine, for some strange reason, I can't, I, every couple of months it seemed like I kept getting some link message from LinkedIn saying, so-and-so is trying to connect with you. I'm like, well, good luck with that, I'm not on there. But after a while I got fed up and thought, okay, I'll create, a, I'll create a basic account and just take a look and see what happens. So I put up an account. I put up an account with no picture and some bare bones information. And what happened was I discovered that uh, people were actually looking at it, and in particular, policymakers were looking at my LinkedIn account. And as a consequence, I actually got uh, invited to participate in an invitation-only research grant. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They saw me, they saw my work, the, the uh, type of work that I was doing fit with what their needs were, so they basically handed me about $25,000 to do a research, uh, basically an extended literature review for them. Thank you, thank you LinkedIn. So after that happened, I got smart and I put up a professional, you know, I went down to a photographer, said I need a, a proper headshot because the selfie for my trip to Panama wasn't gonna cut it. And I got my professional headshot, that cost me about 75 bucks in case anybody was wondering and thinking, oh, I don't know about this. Wasn't that super expensive? And no, I didn't smize like Tyra Banks, but I was able to get something I was satisfied with. So I put that up on LinkedIn, I filled out every box and it seems like there's endless million questions and boxes that you have to tick to get through. Put everything together and then I think not short, shortly thereafter, uh, a, a, the Canadian Council of Academies reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to sit as an expert on their expert panel on the future of policing. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, I will. So I did that and, and again, you can see who looks at your uh, profile on LinkedIn. Of course, it used to be free, but now I think you have to pay a little extra for the premium option to find out. But you do get basic stats with a free option as to what types, uh, people from what types of sectors you're looking at your profile. I started encouraging my graduate students in my evidence-based policy course to set up their own LinkedIn accounts and what happened was they started getting opportunities. Now, did every single one of them get an opportunity? No, but some of them did. And they got, they got asked about if they were interested in applying for certain jobs, they were asked to contribute to um, newsletters or professional, um, professional magazines. I, I seem to think that one was asked if she would be interested in participating in a research project that was ongoing somewhere else. I mean, basically, people came up to me and said, wow, this actually worked. I, I, I was skeptical too. Now, I have to tell you, in all honesty, since then, I can't say that tons of stuff has come my way. One of the things that has come my way, and it's something that you need to think about in terms of using this medium, if you are a female, 
I don't know what the male experience is, but if you are a female, I just want to give you a warning. I thought this is a professional, this is a professional platform, right? To meet other professionals. So not surprising, of course, I'm a criminologist. I, I'm inherently distrusting. Uh, you know, I kind of wondered whether or not there'd be any kind of bad behavior. And not too long thereafter, uh, you know, I've had a few people, as they say, slide into my DMs. So I've had a few people that were like, oh, you know, um, I find you interesting. Maybe we can meet for coffee. There was one guy who literally chased me around a conference. No, he, it basically, he was like, I'm going to be at this conference too. Let's meet. I'm like, I, I don't even know who the hell you are. But, you know, and the thing is, there's this, we all know this, there's this sort of, um, I don't know how to, how to express it, but there's this sort of inherent, if you will, for many of us, drive not to be outright rude, although I've, I've gotten over this over the years. I should have, you know, the outright rude response would be like, who the hell are you? No, thank you. I was like, um, no, you know, I'm busy at it, which, and then just the emails just kept coming. So basically, you need to be aware that this can happen on this medium. Uh, you could get people that, you know, use it as an opportunity to do all sorts of things, um, including perhaps suck you into all financial scams or other things. Because let's face it, there's scammers everywhere. My favorite example is a guy who, um, there's a guy on Twitter who follows me who's prince something something in Saudi Arabia. I'm reasonably sure a Saudi prince does not give a royal crap about me here in London, Ontario. But on LinkedIn, uh, there um, <laughs> there's a guy with basically a 45-year-old professional male model picture who's a jet setter and he's the CEO of a company that's between Dallas and Toronto and he starts following me. I'm like, oh, oh, and I look and of course he's following all women. So, you know, you do, even though you, know, you think this is, this is going to be a professional site, you do have to pay attention to the possibility of potential scammers. Also, quite frankly, people misuse this quote unquote professional uh, website to promote all sorts of things that you might not potentially be interested in beyond professional things. So, um, yeah, fortunately there are mute buttons. You can use them. I highly recommend the mute button or whatever the hell it's called on LinkedIn, but on Twitter it's mute. So LinkedIn definitely has some advantages going for it. It also clearly has some disadvantages. One of the advantages in terms of promoting yourself and your research, it does allow for, first of all, you can post, and I, I've got like, I don't know, I want to say 3,500 quote unquote friends on LinkedIn. So when I have a post, I can see what there, how many people viewed it. I can also see how many people liked it and how many people commented and so on. Um, there's an option there for creating groups. So you can do that as well. Uh, I don't use that so often. I've tried creating groups, but you have to invite people to the group or people have to ask to come in. And um, I found it. Well, that is if you're creating like a private group, because otherwise, you know, anybody could be, you know, joining. So where am I going with this? LinkedIn, it's worth taking a look at. It's worth considering using if you are interested in doing public policy related work or getting public policy impacts from your work. That's probably a better way to say it, because I do know well, certainly in the Canadian context, policymakers do use LinkedIn 
as a way to find and access researchers. So it's worth thinking about. All right, I babbled on long enough. I'll catch you on the flip side.